Welcome back, welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Back in once again, as usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. We are here today, and I have to tell you, we have no idea what we're talking about. (laughs) So many plans, so many ideas that we were thinking of. But we decided, you know what, uh, with the summer, even though it's like 100 freaking degrees right now, uh, technically the summer is almost over. And so what Harold decided was, and it seems like Harold's the one who's been coming up with the grant, <laughs> or if it was Lewis, who knows. But we, we have a title for our, our uh, podcast episode today, and the title, Harold, will be... I Know What I Did Last Summer. Oh, God. Dun, dun, dun. I liked it. Three girls or something, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is going to be a, one of those true crime podcasts right now. <laughs> hey, those are the ones that get the most. Hits, I was gonna so say they're very hot right now. Transition, dude. Maybe that's, that's what we should do. One episode, we just do like a, a true crime uh, episode. Yeah. Oh, I, can we start it now? I know a true crime that happened that has never been solved. Okay, go for it. Uh, so this one time, this one guy I know, right? He was like walking to go to work, and then I don't know where some dude karate chopped him. <laughs> <laughs> that he stole his iPod. Um, it was a, uh, it was an iPad. It was an iPod Nano, by the way. <laughs> Give some respect to the Nano, bro. I said iPod, but yeah, dude. The the crime has never been solved. We don't know if a ninja attacked this guy. Um, and we all know that there is there are ninjas in the Panorama City area. True. We never asked the ninja that we know. No. Where he had been. At- particular day you this afternoon <laughs> and dude you're right though that that, that guy's still prowling the, the the streets of the valley man who knows yeah we never asked the smell of his hand smelled like karate chop <laughs> are, are are we allowed to discuss that or are we gonna get like get shut down by like a mysterious organization if we talk about the 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 the, the ninja clan um, of, of, of like the panorama city like um uh, Parthenia like neighborhood. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have a mask. Right. So we, my we mask all, we, gives me we, the powers. Yeah, we all look like Mortal Kombat characters now. So I, I think we kind of fall into the purview. Maybe, so maybe I don't know. Allow you to uh, to uh, to go inside a uh, um, like any studio and uh, any dojo, dojo and, and train and be there. <laughs> No, I, that's when I get him with my one-inch penis. Uh, one-inch punch, sorry. Punch. 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 <laughs> Jesus. There, there are a lot of confused listeners right now. Patreon, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need to study live. <laughs> well, so, that's, so that story's been unsolved, so. Yeah. No, it's not, True crime. It was ninjas, is what you're saying. All right. Well, True that's crime. just a theory. One theory. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm guessing from the, uh, the episode title, um, we're going to be talking about what we actually did literally this, uh, this summer. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit tough because we've, we've kind of touched upon a couple of things. Some of us went on vacations and uh, risked our lives. Uh, but um, we do have, when, we, when it comes to, um, you know, pod, podcast pop culture, uh, we have some things that we haven't really talked about. So um, I said we go around, try to see um, if uh, each of us can 
uh, see anything that's in common, and maybe we can discuss it and pretend like we know what we're talking about today. Yeah, if you guys don't mind, I'll start it off. I think one of the biggest things that... Oh, I mind. Oh, fine then. You have a Twitch channel. No, you you vent over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the bigger things that came out of, you know, the, the new streaming services and one of the more anticipated um, shows, actually, the three of us were looking forward to, uh, I think actually the three reboot. of us were looking, what's that? Saved by the Bell reboot. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you see the, the trailer for that? Oh, Sorry. Damn right. We'll, we'll go to Hamilton later, but <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> Who posted that? Because I got totally thrown off. I did. You did. You did. Okay, so wow. All right. So what are they going for with that one? I, I guess the whole soft, it's not even a soft reboot, but like a continuation. I mean, yeah. obviously Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, uh, Rocky and Creed have pulled it off really well in the last few years. This looks like it's a continuation of the Say by the Bell story. And, uh, you know, they got Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley back uh, with, you know, is that the original? Um, what's the guy's name from the, from 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 the whatever that guy's name from the from the freaking soda shop? Uh, if they oh, got it's him, Max, yeah, Max, right? If that's the original Max, or if he just aged really badly. Um, so that's that, that's an interesting uh, trailer that just came out. So what do you guys think about that one? Hey, any time where Zach Morris ends up becoming like a little, um, I, I'm 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 all for it, dude. <laughs> Uh, he 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 wasn't featured as much as I as I thought he would be, being as he was the main character in the original series. Um, but it looks like more of focus on you know uh, Slater and Jesse Spano, and the great nod to her being so excited and not taking caffeine pills was uh, pretty much all I needed from that. I just think it's funny that they're kind of going the other route where it's being more dramatic and, and not so much as a, like a comedy reboot. Cause I remember they're doing something. You, you heard about the other one that they're doing, right? No. What are they doing? I was going to mention it because um, I, unless there's something else, are you talking about, no, no. are you talking about the fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yep. Yeah. No way. Have you seen the, have you seen the, the, the mini like trailer, I guess you can call it that, it, it it that started the whole thing yeah it was that remake not a remake but it was like a so what they're going for is is a couple of years ago maybe like like two or three years ago someone made a like a fan-made trailer of what the fresh prince of bella would be like if it was a drama instead of the comedy that it was and then will smith and them were like All right, that sounds like a good idea so that's kind of where they're going with it and the interesting that's interesting that's interesting because you know it's true oh go ahead go ahead oh sorry um the interesting thing is that they they're actually using the, the person that that came up with a concept and and like like wrote it and directed it is actually um, heavily involved in it so it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool well that's great that's good to know that they're going to give credit to whomever came up with the idea and not just like stealing it wholesale but um i, I mean yeah I, I can see that because the elements it, it, it's like one of those thought exercises that dennis likes to do during these podcasts of like you know uh, describe a movie badly or, or describe a, a movie this way but if you think of it like the fresh prince of bel-air is ripe for like drama it's like it's this kid who was bullied 
out of his home, out of his home and out of his own neighborhood and thrust, it's like, and, and put into this whole, you know, 180 of a richer neighborhood, you know, obviously the original is a comedy, but like, you know, uh, I didn't see all of it, but like, wasn't that the premise of the OC or like all those like 90s and uh, late 2000s dramas of like poor kid put in the nice neighborhood and let's see what happens. And it's full of like, you know, crazy girlfriends and, and rich people problems and this hood kid has to solve it for them. So I can see how this Fresh Friends reboot is going to work out. Not to mention, um, I think it's already been a couple years, but correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Will Smith himself is about David Avery's age, the, the guy who played Uncle Phil. He's he's in, you know, uh, Will Smith is the age David Avery was when he played Uncle Phil. So it's like, it's right for the picking right James, there. James. James Avery. James Avery. What did I say? I'm sorry, dude. David. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the Shredder. Oh, right. right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it would be great. I, I wonder if, they're, if they'll actually pull it off or do it. It would be interesting. Um, but the, I saw the trailer you posted, H, for the Say by the Bell thing. What service is that going to be on? Or is that like a, a YouTube or a Quibi thing? I, I don't even know if Quibi still a thing. Peacock. I think it's on, yeah, it's on the Peacock. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Peacock, gotcha. Which makes a lot of sense because obviously if the original made its name on NBC and everything, then it should continue on the Peacock. And apparently NBC doesn't like um, any new shows debuting on TV anymore. Like what they like, it seems what they want to do is they want to run it by the Peacock first. And if it does well there, then it comes back. Um, like it'll the next season or whatever it'll move on to, uh, like NBC General, I guess. Oh wow, interesting move. Yeah. They did that uh, with that examples of that or what's I mean, that, that one show that show that just came out something about a playlist Zoe's playlist or something? Oh okay okay yeah yeah it's like a musical comedy show that it did they did it online and then it did so well online. And it made a lot of fans that they were like, okay, the next season is coming to to NBC proper. So it's the guy from uh, Pitch Perfect, Jesse. Um, the, he's one of the main characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I caught it on Hulu. It's actually a really good show. So yeah, uh, okay. So they're they're doing that, and I know they. Uh, so yeah, okay, okay, cool. Okay. Anything else? So uh, I think Lewis, you were kind of hinting to something before we kind of. And then I, you, you, sorry. You, yeah, you, you threw Jesse Spano at me, and now I got I got I got all for Clem. Yeah, someone threw oh, Jesse Spano at me. I, I wonder country. if they're going to talk about Jesse's, uh, you know, summer in Vegas. and <laughs> Or is that going to be like an alt history, alt, alternate history of uh, the Jesse Spano story that uh, she had a, a showgirls phase? But um, well, she did show up to Zach and Kelly's wedding in Las Vegas because she was right there working. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another very special episode of Space yeah. Saved by the Bell. I think they're trying to ignore. Or, um, screech and bad, Lisa Turtle, which is really too bad because funny thing is, since we brought up the you know, the '94 playlist, I was just watching the Boys to Men video and Ben the Knee. I totally forgot that Lisa Turtle was the romantic interest of Wanya Morris in that video, and which fell into weird uh, uh, Google black hole of uh, Lisa Turtle does not look so hot right now. No, you know, she it's looks, been a rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a rough decade for her, unfortunately. So, I, you know, I, I don't mean to speak ill. Hopefully she's okay. But, yeah, uh, I can't 
see how the Peacock or NBC is going to be inviting uh, her back, unfortunately. And not to mention Screech had that streak of kind of questionable decisions a decade or so ago, you know, whatever, Foxy Boxing or whatever thing he did in that tell-all book that I don't think Zach and uh, Mario Lopez are probably big fans of. But uh, uh, anyway, so we, I, I diverged. Uh, uh, what I was setting up earlier was one of the more anticipated shows on, to come on Disney+. Plus. I think all three of us this is the one thing that we we're all able to actually see. Uh, not together, obviously, but you know, I had a chance to watch, finally, is Hamilton. Um, so, Dan, you have been, like, the biggest fan of this show or of this, uh, of this musical uh, for years now. I know you were super looking forward to the fact that they were finally going to come to the Pantages um, this last calendar year or this last year, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, of course, the uh, pandemic came and shut that uh, plan down for a lot of people. So what did you think of the movie or the, you know, the, the, the version that they streamed on Disney Plus? Um, first and foremost, I, I have to tell you, I watched the first, like, two, the two songs and I had to kind of stop and rewatch it again. Um, just because, uh, like I told you, I, I'm terrible with like hip hop. And, and so like when they started like rapping really, really fast, I was like, what's going on? Um, what are they saying? Like I, I had like a basic gist of what they were saying. So um, I admittedly watched the whole thing with um, subtitles on. Um, so for the, we have to set that there first. Um, but you know, you know uh, me. I I'm, I love um, I love um, musicals, and this was something that was really really unique. This was something really difficult or not, uh, different, um, considering that I have a, histor- a history background. Um, you know, that's what I studied in school for. So I was really looking forward to this, and I have to tell you, I'm not. As impre- I wasn't as impressed with it as I thought it would be. Um, musical wise, music wise, um, it was great. Acting wise, it was great. But I think it was so overhyped for me that um, whatever everybody said could not um, match what I was going to be able to see um, on Disney Plus. Um, you know, there's always you know, and and that's the thing though there's, that there's. Um, you know, there's that sense of there's that sense of you need to be able to experience um, the, the 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 music. You need to be able to experience everything, and it became a you know a toned down, washed down of what it could be. Um, for what it was, I thought it was really great. Performances were great. I'm a huge fan of Lin Manuel Miranda and him as um, Hamilton. Um, I, I'm I'm a, a real fan of um, and. Um, you know, I, something that I've, I think that I've watched it three times already. And, um, uh, you know, just for, um, uh, was it uh, Groff? I forget his Groff's last name. Um, but it, him playing the king and, um, you know, just that, um, you know, I, I love that. Just for those songs, um, I, I watch it over and over again. Yeah, um, I got, I, I, you know, I got to agree. I think I got to agree. That's the, I think that's a problem in this kind of hype beast culture that we're in is that like everybody and, you know, I think we, you and I, didn't, we, uh, we run in the same circles more or less. So we, the same people, it's kind of like an echo chamber of people saying this is the greatest musical since ever and you're going to have your mind blown. And I loved it. To be perfectly honest, I loved it. But you're right. Like, I don't think anything would have set up the, you know, would have met that expectation. And, but, you know, and, and that's not to knock it. I think everybody should give it a chance. 
I actually really, after the first time I saw it, I really thought you, this was a musical written for you. And if you could arrange music, I'm sure it could have been written by you because it was historical. It was catchy. Uh, I think it would have put more doo-wop R&B songs in there than hip hop. But, you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, this is definitely something fun. And, you know, uh, I, I'm not an educator per se, and I don't know what the merits are of this thing to be shown to like any history class, but I liked how it made history fun, which is my son is uh, a middle schooler now. He is in that preteen uh, window where he'd rather play Call of Duty than pick up his history books or get interested in his civics class. Uh, this actually kind of piqued his interest. You know, it wasn't something he was like, when we've turned it on, he was like, oh, God, like another musical. Come on, Dad. But, you know, halfway through, it was catchy. It was intriguing. The, the material itself was very interesting to me. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big Hamilton. You know, I'm not a big fan of Alexander Hamilton himself. So all of this information that was dropped was new to me. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, the musical itself, I thought, was really well made. Like, I liked how I read it somewhere else that I guess the stage was made to, you know, it, it was basically a bare bones looking stage, you know, with, with wood, wooden beams, loose ropes and all that good stuff. And I guess that was a, a directorial choice by Lin-Manuel saying that he wanted the stage to kind of reflect that time in America where it's still being built and all that good stuff. So I'm like, okay, I dig that. That's very cool. I like that touch. Um, but yeah, otherwise I thought it was a really good musical. It, didn't meet the expectations, but I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean that like the hype surrounding it just kind of put it in a pedestal that I don't think anything could have met. But it's still a great musical. Highly recommended. I think since school is starting for a lot of kids and I think most everybody has a Disney Plus account or at least know somebody with one. So I'd highly recommend showing it to kids and uh, or people uh, of all ages because it's I think it's pretty, uh, you know, it, it can traverse all, all those kind of age gaps. Uh, H, have you, did you get a chance to watch it yet? Uh, yeah, I watched it several dozen times, actually. Um, so here's the thing. When Hamilton first came out, there was so much hype surrounding it, the fact that it was sold out, like every show was sold out. Right. And when anybody ever had a chance, it was basically like celebrities who were able to watch it and like rich people. And then, um, so you, you know how I am. I hate things that are overhyped. So I, you know, went the other way and I was like, I'm not going to listen to any song. I'm never going to read any review. I don't want to know anything about it. I literally was like, anytime someone would be like, oh, did you hear that? You know, someone's performing or someone's doing a cover. I'm like, I don't get it because I've never heard any of the songs. I was like adamant about that fact. Like I was not going to ever listen to any of the songs until I personally had seen the musical myself. And when I had finally gotten to watch or uh, when, you know, they announced that they were doing like a movie. I thought it was going to be like a live action movie and everything, but it was actually, you know what it is. It's just a recording of the Broadway musical itself, which is fantastic because I had tickets for it in April. Obviously it wasn't able to go. My tickets have been postponed until December 21. Um, and I was really looking forward to that because I was finally going to be able to see exactly what everybody had been talking about. And that, opportunity was taken away from me and I think it might have made it worse actually because now the very first time that I've seen it is from the original Broadway cast and that's one of those things where it's like everything else is has to be kind of a step down or like at least 
you know, if it's going to be parallel, it's not going to be as parallel as anyone ever going to think it's going to be. But I, um, you know, ended up watching it on the first day. I was not paying attention to it the first time I was watching it because I was doing other stuff. I was like, oh, I'll just play it in the background. And then I was like, dude, the music's kind of catchy. Maybe I should watch this again. And then I was like, okay, maybe the music's kind of catchy. So maybe I'll watch it again. Dude, I've watched it a lot. Um, it plays in the background a lot. It, it's just because of the music itself. And it, it's like something you don't really need to think too much about after you've seen it a couple times. So, um, yeah, it's as, as someone who does dig hip hop and someone who does dig uh, three part harmonies as much as anybody else does. Um, anytime I hear main characters singing in kind of medley kind of stuff, it always attracts me towards the music. And I really dug it. Um, I didn't know more about the history than I really thought because I was like oh yeah I remember those situations coming up in books that I've read and but it's not <laughs> I mean as it's a weird thing to be like an example of history for people now because you know more people are in tune or interested in the the uh, subject matter now because of the fact that the musical was so popular and I get it and I like it and the only thing I always complain about is Everybody has really great singing voices, except for one person. Ooh, hold on. Don't say it. Singing you're gonna voices. Say, you're going to say Lin-Manuel, aren't you? I am going to say Lin-Manuel. <laughs> that is a hot I mean, take. No. <laughs> he can, he, he he can he, compose he, the he, hell out of a musical. His though, man. <laughs> impeccable. And obviously the lyrics that he wrote are, are fantastic, but Opening song, right? Opening song. Everybody is belting all their stuff. And then he gets to do his one high note. And it's the one weak note out of all of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's, it's, it's great. He has a great introduction in, like, in, in theatrical and like, uh, cinematic terms. Him coming from the darkness into the spotlight. Saying his first words being his name, obviously. It's great. But then... He it's he's half singing, half rapping, and then when he starts singing, it's like, eh. So he's one of those guys. He's lucky that he wrote that stuff because if I were <laughs> if I were hiring characters or hiring actors at the time, he wouldn't be my main choice for the original part. But for what it was, he did a great job. But were- I'm just saying, I'm just saying, comparing him, which is unfair for the most part, to like everybody else who's singing around him, it's because they're all like trained theatrical Broadway singers, you know, and he's, he's a, he's a, a rapper and a, an actor and a lyricist that just happens to also, you know, be the perfect person to play that character. But yeah. If if it was up to you, if it was up to you, Harold, Lin-Manuel would be like the bullet. Yeah. That that, That was, that was such great acting, by the way. Yeah, and then the guy he's like, "Ooh, guy in the black suit." It's like, "Let's go." <laughs> I wonder if it's gonna hit him. <laughs> Spoiler: It does. <laughs> um, it, it's in. It's interesting. Like, I wish now that I was able to watch this. Like, like you said, um, it became such a big hit that only people with money was able to actually watch it initially. Um, but it seems like, especially nowadays, um, this show has been so. And I hate to use the word, 
maybe it's the wrong word, but it's been so colored um, with with um, such, um, I, I guess, like controversy uh, because of what's been happening with Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, and everything. And then all of a sudden, such a huge and such a a big, um, you know, a, a cultural movement because of what's happened. Um, you know, there's so many people now like uh, looking at it and more critically and criticizing. And people are now actually talking about how oh, this is this isn't a good musical because it's you know it's uh, it's um, toning down the uh, the racial aspect of it. It's toning down the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the slave trade aspects of it. And so therefore, it's it's not a good you know it's not a good musical. And it's interesting to me. Like I'm I'm thinking to myself, going, what the hell are you talking about? You know, you, you can't you can't criticize uh, uh, like something like this, and uh, you know, and I think even Lin Manuel Miranda kind of said it is that, uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing for it, but his basic just is this is a historical. This is a historic. Um, uh, uh, this is a show, uh, a musical about a flawed history by flawed people and by flawed, um, uh, uh, you know, by, and he. Lynn Manuel was flawed himself, and you can't expect it to be perfect. You can't expect to be historically accurate and still be a wonderful musical at the same time. You know, it, it seems like it's. Uh, and you know, going back to what we, I said a while ago, um, I think it's a great musical. I love the musical. Um, I just don't think that you know I was able to appreciate it as much. But it seems like there's more people out there that's that's willing to criticize it because of the fact that. Um, it didn't go far, far enough, you know. I mean, think about it. You know, you, you were able to bring in a show, a, a heavily crit a critical uh, show, um, a claimed show, and you have all of these um, people of color. You know, you have people, both men and women, with uh, with with all you know the important parts. And yet, there's still some people there that can find criticism criticism about it, which is a little frustrating to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, okay. Oh no, go, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to make one quick thing: is my my uh, one of my friends was watching it with uh, his family and everything, and the first thing he texted is, "Man, this movie is historically incorrect." And his sister replied right away. She's like, "Are you talking about that? Uh, some of the facts are correct?" And he's like, "No, Alexander Hamilton was in Puerto Rican." <laughs> oh. And then she responded right away. She was like, all right, if you think Aaron Burr is an African-American man, then you are sorely... Uh, I have news for you, buddy. <laughs> George Washington, not a bald no. black man. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, not a black man either. Not a black guy either. Did not like have an afro. Women. <laughs> Although I believe Lafayette should be a black man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay, really quickly before you go into it. Since the first time I wasn't paying attention, I was like, "Why? Why is Thomas Jefferson or why is Lafayette all of a sudden Thomas Jefferson?" <laughs> and then, I, and then I was like, "Why is uh, that other guy John, whatever?" I was like, "How is he all of a sudden uh, Alexander Hamilton's son?" Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Did I did I miss something?" And I was like, "I totally missed something." So I had to go go back and watch it all over again because I'm, yeah. Well, it's like um, Alexander Hamilton basically. Um, technically, uh, technically had um, intercourse with two um, Shiloh sisters. Three, right? Or two? Well, two. Yeah. Technically, he never did it with a with with 
the first one. But uh, w- w- Peggy was the one. Uh, Peggy also was one of those where she yeah. ended up being another character. Yeah, she ended up being. So she went from like the one that just said "and Peggy" and then getting pegged. Hey yo, <laughs> Jesus! That's right. That took a painful turn. <laughs> as as it did Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to to kind of go back to Dennis's quote real quick, and that, that'll be my last thought on Hamilton. But like, I guess again, going back to the overhyping of things, you know, uh, people try to make popular media everything to everyone which is impossible and i i feel that like it's almost kind of like you know there's not a lot of people who did it but i did i mean that's the problem with going down twitter there's idiots out there but there's people who criticize the last airbender the cartoon for being you know it didn't talk enough about this or that i'm like dude it's a kid's cartoon it can do what it can And same thing for Hamilton. It's a music. It's a history. It's a fictionalization of history. It did what it could. Lin well focused on the things that he wanted to. And unfortunately, it can't be everything to everyone. So you know, hopefully, whoever was critical of that aspect of history, yes, you know, the forefathers did own uh, own slaves, and that that line was used once in the second act when you know that was that was supposed to be Hamilton's like big uh, mic drop moment on uh, on Jefferson is that he owned slaves. And that was never mentioned again. So I get it. Like you mentioned it once and you leave it alone. It was like, ah, oh, that could have been a bigger plot point maybe. Or I don't know. What did, the, what did these critics want? Did they want like a, a whole song dedicated to it? Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. It, it was still good. I mean, it's worth, I, I, th- I feel it's worth the two hours, two and a half hours it, it, yeah, uh, of showtime. Hours, yeah. yeah, almost two, hour, two and a half hours. So I, I think it's worth it. Definitely one of the better ones to come, uh, come out of the summer. Okay. Also, I really love the way that they shot it in terms of like it being a stage presentation and then them finding perfect close-ups as opposed to having them focus on close-ups the whole time and then getting great pan-out shots where you can see like the whole crew, I mean the whole like cast and everything. Like for anybody who does a future um, um, like cinematic version of any musical, I think that's the great blueprint to go off of. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about a uh, like close-ups and everything. Of course, the best close-up is uh, Groff during the, um, the 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 King song with him spinning. Yep. Like I, I remember the first time around, I saw that I, I was watching. I turned to my wife and goes, "He he hasn't wiped it off his face this whole time." <laughs> he this like loogie, uh, this is like sticking out there. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty gross. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here uh, with what I did this summer. And, uh, you know, the reason I wanted to kind of join in is because of it actually had to do with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, you know, it just so happened that I was watching, I think it was a Hulu, and then um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's face popped up and there was a, uh, there was a documentary um, for, and I did not know this and I was not aware, aware of it, but I guess Lin-Manuel Miranda was part of a, improv troupe um and uh, and the improv troupe is na- troop's name is um freestyle love supreme have you guys uh, have you guys heard about this no i i not. I, 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 I heard him or i saw him tweeting about the fact that the documentary was on hulu mm-hmm. which was great because if anything was great for cross promotion of hulu and disney plus this was it because yeah. you have that coming out at the same time like literally weeks after Hamilton dropped on Disney Plus, I haven't got a chance to watch it. So, what do you think about it, Dan? Um, 
I am a huge fan of it, and I it it, it made me respect um, Lin Manuel Miranda more. Um, and so I guess he was part of the improv troupe, but unlike uh, unlike regular improv troops where. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, our good friend Kerja is part of a an amazing um, improv group, the uh, Room to Improv. Shout out to them, you know. And it, it it's it's improving, you know, um, scenes. And there's usually one or two uh, one or two uh, parts there where they kind of do like a song, um, you know. And I, those are always my favorite parts where um, when they when they do some sort of like you know some sort of a song game, and that's my favorite. And it just so happened, I guess, Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, it was a. It was not just a improv, but it was a rap improv group, and so it was. It was. They were rapping. They were uh, doing the um, the beatboxing, and and but but it was the same thing. They would have a. You know, they would have a, somebody would throw out a word, and each group would have to um, uh, improv a, a rap in that moment, and so it was. The whole show, I, it turns out to be rap. And what was interesting, um, at least for me, in in the show, and um, um, spoilers, I guess, um, some of the members there um, ended up becoming uh, being becoming really important. Uh, George Washington was actually part of the uh, freestyle. Oh, okay. And um, the guy that 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 helped produce. Um, the, um, Hamilton, um, and uh, was actually part of it. Was part of that. Was one of, one of the producers of the, the show. So as you know, when when they started, they were really young. Um, they were up and coming. Um, they had all these different shows, um, and they actually uh, did like big shows everywhere. But then, unfortunately, um, Lin Manuel hit it big. He, he uh, is it into the woods that he was part of. Um, the musical so he was there and all of a sudden he was in Hamilton and so part of it is like how do you deal how does this one small group deal with the fact that three of their members all of a sudden are like ultra big time big shots and so I love improv um even though I suck at it uh, and you know I, I love the, them rapping so I thought it was a great show it, it, I would highly recommend watching it that's awesome, dude. Where where is this troop based out of? New York or on the East Coast, maybe? They were in the East Coast. Okay. Uh, the musical that Lin Manuel Miranda wrote was In the Heights, oh, in the which, Heights. Was, which is a uh, another movie that he m- produced that's supposed to be was supposed to come out this year, like before Hamilton came out, and then because they made a movie out of that musical, but it, it's been pushed back to I think next year. So. Oh, nice! Looking forward to it. More Lin Manuel, I say. Um, before you before you jump on the one thing that I kind of just popped in my head, um, you guys know, so into the into the Heights musical that's going to be coming that's becoming a movie. Um, but you know that there's another musical that Disney Plus is going to be producing, right? That um, it's actually based on a Broadway show. Aren't they doing Aladdin? Yeah, they're going to be doing Aladdin, and I think. It would be awesome if they actually like. Uh, I, I know Harold, you've had an issue. You've had a problem with them making <laughs> like all these uh, these shows. It would be like, why can't you get why? Like, why, uh, I, it would be amazing if Disney Plus decides to get um, Beauty and the Beast and or Lion King and actually produce like a Hamilton style musical. You know, if they get like 
if they got like the original Broadway casts or like best cast members of those, uh, any of those shows, I think it'd be fantastic. And I think that would be probably one of the safest bets for, you know, post COVID recordings in terms of like limiting it just to one stage. So everybody's all located in one place and, you know, getting, you know, rehearsals in and being able to put on a show with no audience anymore. So I think that was kind of the one thing that was cool about Hamilton is you did hear the the audience's reaction. But at the same time, imagine if there's no audience reaction, like um, influencing how you react towards things anymore. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, everything's just based on how you would feel about things. Because so, mm-hmm. I know for me, like watching the thing, it's like, I know a, part, a big part's coming up or I know that I need to laugh in particular places because, you know, the audience is cued to let you know what exactly is going on at particular moments. So having their version where it's like, I, I only know out of the original Broadway cast, I only know the genie guy because I've seen him in other productions. But I, everybody else to me is unknown. Um, and, and So if they got a chance to shine on a production like Hamilton, would that be great? Yeah, I, I dig that idea. And to be perfectly honest, I mean, uh, hopefully Disney doesn't do the whole like, cast will smith as the genie because i think homie's okay i think will smith's gonna survive um you know not not to be whatever but like give the other artists the other performers a chance to get a stage and and let them perform what they do best and yeah let them let them take um get a little notoriety a little more popularity during this time but that that's an interesting premise, or I don't know if they can pull it off. But uh, yeah, let's go for it. I mean, I heard a musical production of Aladdin is really great. Um, nothing like the live action movie. I'm hello. And st- you know me, I don't really like watching new stuff because I'm a, a hey guys, curmudgeon. Guys, time out real quick. It was, uh-huh. a, it was a huge, like, it was a audio huge, loss. Audio loss there. Um, like, both of you, like, so I, I don't know, maybe it's my internet connection. Both of you guys, like, um, uh, logged out. So it's like the lowest started. Log- I might have to move. Logged out? I'm still here. Uh, um, like you, you guys, like uh, yeah, because you you do you do that a lot. Actually, you did that a couple of times during your talk. Ah, crap. Okay. Um, let me see if I can move, and maybe it's because I'm downstairs. It might be a. Uh, are you on Wi-Fi? Or are you hardline? Um, unfortunately, there's no hardline downstairs. Okay. Well, let me <sighs> upstairs. See what I can do. Uh, give me all good. Give me one we'll second. Wait. Is the router the router's upstairs? Yeah, it was doing okay, and then all of a sudden, bam! Um, yeah, so Jesus Christ, so we know where we are. Was saying that um, he thought it was a good idea. The prem- the premise was a good idea. That's where that's where um, all of a sudden things went to poop. Okay. Okay. Well, I think Harold is going to go into his uh, new thing anyway, so I guess that's a good place. So how are you gonna? I know. (laughs) 
H, how are you going to stream Switch? Because I know that doesn't have like a share button. Yeah, that one you'd have to dedicate a camera to it, I guess. I don't know. Like you're going to point a camera to your Switch or you're going to... Yeah, to do that. Okay. Or, or, or point one to my screen. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't think I should... I think if I'm going to stream, it's just going to be strictly PS4 or even PC stuff. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. quick question. Well, Dennis is logging in. Do you know... <coughs> Jesus Christ. Um, do you I know do what know the... Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, he, he's a homie. Um, PlayStation 5 coming out Christmas? Holiday? Uh, around Thanksgiving? Or, yeah, holiday 2020. All right. So they say. Are you, well, you going to get one? Buying one, Lewis? Yeah. Well, Noah's being hinting. He's like... 2K21 is coming out. Should we get it on the PS5 or the Xbox, Dad? Like, uh, I think you should be like everybody else and wait because usually, like, even I'm gonna wait now because the first gen is is always buggy. Okay. They have there's so many bugs in the first gen. Okay. Like, like I was one of the people who got PS2 on opening day and the Nintendo Wii on opening day. Like, though the first iterations without updates, garbage, dude. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Shut your mouth. <laughs> remember, remember when I bought my PS2, I brought it to the Asian house? I, I don't care. The Wii. Oh, the Wii. What are you talking about? Updates and all those things. The Wii never got an update. No, yeah. It, it's, 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 <laughs> it was it perfect stayed, out the box. <laughs> it stayed buggy the whole time. <laughs> it was perfect the way it was. So shush. I just found mine like two weeks ago. <laughs> nice, dude. Right next to my uh, rock band. Oh, dude, I was clearing out my garage and hold on, make sure the cave's closed. But Nini told me to get rid of my garage band, my my rock band stuff, so that um, I don't know if you've been there, uh, H. But there's like a used video game store on I think Nordoff by the Target, like yeah. Caddy, Caddy corner to where Target is. So we turned it in. I got like a whole thirty bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's not bad, right? It was like for two generations old. Yeah, that's pretty damn good, dude. It's not bad. Actually, they were gonna give me like five bucks more if I had the drumsticks, but I'm like, I don't. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, sorry, guys. Good that's how they that. get you. I know. Like, I was gonna say, well, there's a, you know, there's a, uh, the, the, that music store down the street. Just get sticks over there. Yeah. The, uh, oh, you ta- you talking about some ass? Sam ass, yes. Sam. Yeah, there's ass. some ass down the street. It sounds better right now, guys. So. Um, okay. Okay. So, so whenever you're ready, H was gonna pick up on his uh his choice. Okay. Okay. Your cue then. Oh, three, two, one. Harold. Damn it, Harold. Did Harold lag now? <laughs> With you in the dark, we can't tell if you're... Let's see how well that could work. Okay. Um, so, Lion King, huh? That, that, I mean, how many times did you see Lion King in the theaters? Like, I mean, in the musical? Three for me. Um, um, yeah, I saw my son do it three times as well, so... <laughs> Does that count? Does that count? <laughs> Hold on. What is, elementary school production of. <laughs> no, if that counts, then it's 
four then. I know. <laughs> then it's what? four times. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. What if that's I the would love it. <laughs> I hope the royalties pay for this kid's uh, future, so that'd be great. <laughs> but what if they use the shows that he's not on? Oh, damn it. <laughs> well, technically, I think he was like Jackal or, you know. <laughs> he, was one of the, he was one of the hyenas in one of the scenes, so I was like, he gets something. <laughs> um, th- so one of the things that uh, you guys know that I'm really not too much about um, following up or watching new shows or kind of streaming new movies mainly because I'm such an uh, like an older person where I'm like I want to watch the same movie a million times over but for some reason over the weekend I had uh, saw on Prime that I, I keep forgetting that you guys had mentioned that J- the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was available on Prime Video and I was like you know what I've been putting it off for the past uh, few months and I had the opportunity to watch it uh, when it was was in theaters for that limited run so i was like i might as well give it a chance and i ended up watching it and enjoyed it for the most part and i kind of wanted to hear how dennis felt about this reboot as well so i liked it for the most part um it, it was interesting that i totally forgot that I, I, I like i was wondering why oh why would you choose this 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 main like the 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 girl the the main character like um you know J- Jay's daughter in the movie why would you choose this actress um this part could have gone gone to somebody else this this part could have gone to somebody better uh, this would have made the whole movie a lot better and then I realized oh it's Kevin Smith's uh, daughter yes that would explain things <laughs> and so I actually enjoyed it I, I surprisingly enjoyed it more than I thought I, I, I was going to. Um, a lot of the throwbacks, a lot of the references, um, I, I really liked. Um, I even, uh, I, because I listened to um, uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond, I, I know that Mark Bernardin was going to have like a, like not even a cameo, like a scene where he was going to be there. You know, and, and I even caught that. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but I, I was surprised at how poignant the story actually was. It's still stupid, you know. Uh, it's still typical, like you know, fart jokes, uh, you know, dick jokes by by um, Kevin Smith. But the fact that he was able to make it a little bit of like a father daughter movie, I, I thought deserved to be deserved a little bit more of a thumbs up. Well, what, what did you think, Harold? Um, I yeah, like you, I love the throwbacks. Um, anytime that whole discussion about reboots, remakes, and like sequels was probably my favorite dialogue in the whole thing because <laughs> it was so meta for Hollywood that it was really killing me. Like, you know, <laughs> trying to understand the difference between a reboot and a remake. And uh, I don't know why, the okay, out of all the cameos, which one did you like the most? Um, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I've always been a huge um, Ben Affleck uh, um, fan. And so seeing Ben Affleck, knowing that there was a, uh, there was like a, a rift between him and, um, and Kevin Smith um, warmed, warmed my heart. So that was, that was my favorite one, to be honest with you. How about mine, you? Is, mine is actually in the same exact scene. The other actor that was in that scene was the best cameo for me. 
trying to who was it that who was that scene? Joey Lauren Adams. Oh yes, you're right. Oh crap! I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, she she she's still uh, unlike Lisa Turtle. She she's had a good twenty years. <laughs> you know, she's aged yeah. well. You know who had a fantastic twenty years though? Who? Shannon Elizabeth. Really? I thought she looked her. Wait, her and Rosario Dawson look. Yeah. It's like unfair. Okay. <laughs> Rosario Dawson still looked amazing. I don't know. I would. I don't know. I guess my in my head when I think of of, of her, I always think of her from like uh, American, American Pie and everything. So you know, her from American Pie really can't compare to modern times. I guess it's. It's it's not it's not fair to compare that I guess but yeah you're right I I can see that I can see that not enough Randall agreed there I think he had maybe his cameo was shorter than Bernardin's was <laughs> um but some like um the Jericho cameo was pretty good <laughs> I know you'd seen that you saw the clip already right. Was that? Yep, you saw, I'm here. You saw you saw uh, Jericho's cameo already. Yes, that 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 I that I do remember. Not to mention, uh, yeah, Jay and Jay and uh, Jason Muse showing up at uh, AEW was uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but otherwise, it was it, it it the what from what I remember, it's not a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It was a sequel to Clerks Two, so what, it was. What, but it still didn't answer the question. Was it a reboot or a remake? That's what exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's also funny. having also having Jason Biggs and Shannon Elizabeth in the same movie twice and not acknowledging the fact that they're both Jason Biggs and Shannon Elizabeth in both movies of the Jay and Silent Bob thing. Just kind of like was like, come on in, they're like right there. <laughs> Make some sort of reference. Yeah, please, please, like some some sort of fan reverence where we can be like, "Hey, American Pie made you guys famous," and then that's it. Her boobs and your <laughs> boxer shorts. So you yeah, think I, so? This movie was obviously made after Kevin Smith's, you know, pretty wild, uh, widely known heart attack, or was it a stroke? So the, uh, you, you think that had obviously had a big influence on how he made this movie a little more sentimental, a little more heartfelt, I guess, in his usual dick and poop joke kind of movies? From what I read is a lot of it, a lot of the idea from the movie came while he was on his uh, recovery bed. Oh, wow. Okay. He, okay. he got up a lot of ideas. And the sad thing is he wanted... Um, I mean, this is after the fact after he's like a, a, a near death experience. And one of the bigger roles he had imagined was Stanley playing a lot of uh, a bigger cameo. But unfortunately, you know, Stanley passed before he was able to record any of his stuff. So he has like a nice tribute to Stanley at the very end of the movie. It's kind That's of cool. cool. Um, the, I'll say, I'll tell you the one thing that kind of bothered me, not bothered me, but the thing that I didn't really like too much about the movie besides, you know, Harley Quinn being the uh, other main character in the movie was the laziness of like the Ocean's 12 thing where they're like, oh, who's going to direct the reboot? Oh, Kevin Smith. And then literally them turning into a comment section where they're like, 
oh, Kevin Smith's movie sucks. He's never going to do anything with oh. it. It's like, remember that movie about the walrus and then, you know, about like hockey and stuff. So it's like, it, it got a little too meta for me. Just in that, and then like Kevin's, and then they had like, so remember in Ocean's 12 where they were like, oh, your wife looks like Julia Roberts. So let's pretend. Julia Roberts. There's a scene just like that where it's like, "Hey, Silent Bob, you look like Kevin Smith." So pretend you're Kevin Smith. I totally forgot about that plot point in Ocean's Twelve. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> that was a little too, yeah, a little too meta, head naughty for me. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Ha ha. <laughs> but all right, I, I look forward to catching up on this movie. Uh, yeah, I think unfortunately it's just one of those things that um, I did not get a chance to catch up on. But yeah, I mean, you guys said it's on Prime. Um, I'd love to support Kevin Smith a little bit more. Not like we're not throwing money at him already with following, listening to his podcast and going to his live shows when the Hatch live shows. Um, so yeah, that'd, that'd be cool to do. How about you? What's what's uh, something you've been doing? Um, what have I consumed? So actually, well, uh, you know, not to keep picking on Dennis, but uh, a nice little tangent here. But uh, what do you call it? We or I, I was able to binge watch uh, Umbrella Academy season two. Um, so I think that was something that Dennis had a chance to watch as well, but, um, it's something I was able to uh, binge watch this past weekend. I think it's been out only for um, a week or two, but, uh, my quick review of Umbrella Academy season two, much better than the first season. I think it was a really fun, uh, TV show or a, a little, uh, good Netflix ver- uh, show, um, yeah, so I, I liked it. It was I thought it was a lot more fun than the first season. The first season starring um, Ellen Page and basically a, a group of you know uh, of X Men light uh, based on the comic book uh, by Gerard Way, and uh, you know it, I thought it was really good. Um, if, if you don't know anything about the Umbrella Academy, the premise is basically one day back in 1984, I believe it is, or 1980 something, uh, a bunch of kids, I, I think it's uh, 37 or 38 kids were born with special abilities. And one man, this uh, professional, this basically this Professor X character, uh, Mr. Hargreaves, basically brings them together by either, you know, stealing them from the parents or straight up paying uh, paying a, 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 uh, you know, a, a ransom basically to get these kids. And he builds his own little super team. Uh, the first season was built around basically getting to know the characters. Uh, Ellen Page was introduced as basically one of the few or one of the kids born of that same day who did not have a power. But, you know, lo and behold, of course, like any other good comic book show had a plot twist. Turns out she was supposedly the most powerful out of all the brothers and siblings. And she's basically the end of the world doomsday device uh, plot point. Um, they, you know, season one, they were able to stop that from happening. Uh, season two, they find themselves in the past, 1960s, uh, right before the assassination of JFK and a lot of shenanigans happens from there. Um, yeah, so a, a really good show if you haven't had a chance to, to see it. Um, it is, uh, I think, 11 episodes. Each episode is about 45 to 52 minutes or 50-odd minutes uh, long. But I think it's, it's, it was a worthwhile, uh, worthwhile binge. Um, Dan, what did you think? I really liked it. I agree with everything you said. Um, number The first one I liked, but it took too long to get to, to the point. Um, it took too long for them to get together as a team. And then by the time they, we finally had a cohesive unit, um, it was already like the last episode. 
you know. Oh, right, yeah. We really didn't get anything. This one around, yes, they still needed to do the whole let's get everybody back together again and on the same page. But it was really cool. It was really good. I, it, sometimes using um, time travel uh, becomes a little too tedious and it doesn't really turn out too well. I thought they did, they did it well. Um, the fact that accident, whether accidentally or intentionally, they were able to touch upon like some civil rights um, issues. Um, I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, but this time around, I thought that they did a really good job. So much so that I was really disappointed when the last episode showed, and lo and behold, it's it's somewhat of a uh, somewhat of a um, cliffhanger. Not yeah. Really, not really, but yes, type thing. You know, where it's like it's okay, but it it it, it really calls for a third season. And unfortunately, because of the coronavirus, you know for a fact it's going to be another couple of years before we, we see it again. So, um, womp, womp. Yeah, thumbs up for me for uh, 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 Corona. <laughs> oh. For Corona Academy, season <laughs> three. <laughs> Umbrella Academy, uh, um, thumbs up for me. Um, Let's go. I'll, I'll jump in um, and I'll tag in. It just so happened that um, you can't really see it because I'm in the dark all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I have my uh, my I have my Optimus Prime um, from the uh, from the uh, War for Cybertron series. Uh, this is the Earthrise, and um, um, on Netflix just recently, like either last week or the week before, um, Transformers uh, all of us now have a TV, have a have has a new TV show on um, on Netflix. And it is great. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to do so. It's short. I think it's like six episodes or something like that. Um, and it's another. Um, it's another. Re- it's a reboot, I guess. Um, you all of a sudden see now. Um, a, 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 think of the original G one um, Transformers, but in a darker, more broodier, um, you know, uh, way. And I, uh, the, uh, first and foremost. I actually like the the the, dark, the darker, somber, more uh, mood of it. Um, I liked whoever, whatever company did the animation. I really loved the the, the animation. Um, I love the fact that it is based on G1 designs. Um, and so I'm not sure if it's still the same voice for Optimus Prime, but you know, it's it's nice to hear familiar voices. Uh, if it's not the same voice, at least um, like mimic really well. Um, the, uh, the short uh, short season um, is straight to the point. It brings you from from what it looks like. It brings you to um, the beginning of the of the Transformers um, cartoon. But um, the one cool thing, and I think I mentioned this to you guys before, the one cool thing is I found myself as I was watching. I had all my new Transformers toys, and I was like transforming it and playing with it as I was watching the show. So. Um, if you guys haven't watched yet, definitely a must watch, um, especially since I know how much of a, a Transformers geek you guys are. Yeah, um, I actually got a chance to binge the the series as well. After you mentioned uh, some of the good, uh, some of the good stuff that uh, reviews has come out, and not to mention, yeah, I love the aesthetic of the cartoon. It did really make a lot of sense to kind of uh, use the designs that we knew and love from the 80s versions of the cartoons but you know to kind of move it forward to the present where it makes it a lot more stylized and makes it a lot more uh 
like tangible or tactical, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So I, I like the series. I thought it was really interesting. Like you said, how it, it's like a weird point in the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons where um, I guess it's at the point where the Decepticons are almost like we, we, we never see this in the cartoons or at least not, you know, not that I remember nor in the Michael Bay movies, but you know, the Decepticons at this series are winning at the beginning of the show. You know, the Megatron has basically, basically got Optimus and the Autobots on, on the run. Uh, they're hiding. They're basically like uh, having to do guerrilla warfare methods of like, you know, trying to scavenge together resources and attack Decepticons or basically just escaping is considered a win for them. So it's a really interesting perspective or uh, an interesting look uh, at how, you know, that dynamic is if the Autobots were on the losing end. Um, you know, it, it is advertised as a trilogy series. So I guess there's two more of these shorter series that are supposed to be coming up. So I'm looking, re I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as expected, this one kind of, it ends on a, you know, it, they do finish their arc, but it also ends on a cliffhanger. So that seems to be the theme of Netflix shows is to end their long series on a cliffhanger. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the third season. And unlike, umbrella academy which was live action uh, i'm hoping the fact that this is animated means that hopefully they can get to working on it or at least they can you know produce this the show in a safe manner and uh, and get it cranked out for the fans like us uh, sooner than later yeah i i think um i actually have a free weekend in this weekend so <laughs> i might just uh bunker hunker down and start watching some of these things um which should i start with first umbrella academy or transformers Ooh, um, depends on how long. I, <laughs> yeah, how much time you, you know, got? I mean, I hold actually on, one of the. Oh, go 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 for it. Real Sorry. quick, Dennis, your audio dropped out right when you said how long your something is. <laughs> so all I heard was, "It depends how long your is." <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, it's a good thing that this is uh, the, the audio is recorded on my end. So okay, <laughs> on my version. <laughs> Sorry. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Depends on how long. <laughs> how long is your? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, you said it was a one-inch punch, right? So, yes. <laughs> one-inch punch. <laughs> oh, I need to make maximum impact. <laughs> Be water, my friend. Okay. Any other? Uh, any other things that you want to talk about? It seems like. We're, we've really been just talking about um, movies and TV shows. Um, any new, maybe, video games? Uh, I know, H, um, you've been on a roll, dude. Like, um, Yeah, um, buying way, way too many games that I can hardly have time to play nowadays. But uh, what we were, I was discussing with the guys earlier is I do have a... I started a Twitch channel a few months back, um, mostly for Call of Duty stuff. Um, but sprinkled in between then, I was playing a little bit of, you know, the Arkham series just so people, because people were actually really into that. And then just this past week, they dropped their new free game on uh, PS Plus called Fall Guys. And apparently Fall Guys is the new hotness. Um, wow. Fall weird. Guys, yeah. Like, it's weird to describe the game because right when it dropped, my cousin was like, oh, it's a battle royale, but it's a game show battle royale. So... Battle Royales have been the biggest thing on all streaming platforms. Like um, anybody who's watching uh, somebody stream, they're usually watching them play like some kind of Battle Royale game. 
or a PvP game. And this one is, um, it's basically a Japanese game show um, running through obstacles and all that kind of deal. And uh, the, the person that survives the very end wins. And it's, you know, um, uh, I think maximum 60 people in a lobby. So you're playing against 60 different people trying to, uh, in some of the cases, you know, jump through hoops or avoid um, giant boulders that are coming at you like it's Indiana Jones and whatnot. And it's just hilarious because the mechanics are, as soon as you get hit by something, your, your, your character automatically ragdolls and it's like, <laughs> you, know, you can be stuck in an infinite loop of being ragdolled into a windmill and it is hilarious. So uh, I, as, after watching a bunch of the streamers play it, I was like, eh, I'll give it a chance. And I, I, I played for a couple minutes a couple nights ago and I was like, okay, it's cool. And then uh, yesterday, or a couple of days ago, there was about 400,000 people watching people play this stream. Wow. Play this, play this game on Twitch, at least. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot again. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And people were, who were watching me were like, dude, this is, first of all, um, you are cussing way too much for a children's game. And second of all, uh, seeing you get frustrated by little simple things is what's more hilarious than anything. So... If you guys have the opportunity, on PC, I believe it's $20. Um, I think it's coming to all the other platforms. But on PlayStation, if you have PlayStation Plus, which is their monthly or yearly annual ser uh, service, it's free for the month of August or free as long as I think for a while. So if you guys do get a chance, um, also, if you ever want to, I don't know if you're ever going to be fat bored, but um, my twitch.tv account name is dfcn04 because that is my gamer tag on pretty much everything I play because it goes back to my old racing days 20 years ago. And um, yeah, that's a sad thing about me. So yeah, if you guys, uh, people have re been requesting, I, I, I streamed uh, Ghost of Tsushima a while back. I'm gonna, I need to get back into that. Literally... A couple of days ago, there's a sale for Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I said I wasn't going to buy. But the fact that it's only $40, I was like, I kind of have to buy it. So um, that's going to be my next. I think I just have to figure out which ones I want to finish, <laughs> um, which games I need to accomplish or complete. Because so far, it's like I play a game and then I'm like, oh, everybody else is playing Call of Duty. So since that's my one... Uh, game to be social i just jump hop back into that so i can talk to people but with twitch it's fun because it's it seems like it's one-sided but if you're seeing your comments or if you're seeing people talk to you you're technically interacting with them as well so yeah twitch that's what all yeah. the cool guys are doing yeah um i would highly recommend if you're listening to our podcast uh, give harold a follow on twitch he's hilarious because he gets so flustered playing this fall guys thing and it is borderline like profane like he's so it's sweet that harold tries to edit himself or bleep himself but it still comes up so yeah there was there's a couple of there's a couple of uh sketchy comments i made um so if you ever go into my backlog and watch yesterday's stream i reveal a little too much about some of the things that i've done in my life oh jesus because I, I knew that some of the people that were watching were some of my closest friends and then uh, that hadn't heard some of the stories I've made that you guys have heard already. You guys meaning you two, but um, other people are not privy to. And one of my friends was literally like, he heard it and he's just like, 
like the whole time while I'm doing this conversation, I just see, wow, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Like, yeah. If you had a different opinion of who I was before this conversation started, my apologies. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of video games out lately, um, but <clears throat> unfortunately, like, um, because of my obsession of these Transformer toys, I can't afford video games right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lewis kind of introduced me to a, um, a, sh- uh, a game called Overcooked. Um, and oh, on the Switch? Yeah, on the Switch. And for Lewis, I have to tell you, I have no idea why, but maybe it's because I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> I understand that game. Like, like, I was playing with my wife and my daughter, and I was like, okay, um, just tell me. Just tell me what to, what to prepare because like, like all these things are popping up. This is what you need to do. I'm like, I have no idea. Am I supposed to be chopping onions? Am I supposed to be chopping tomatoes? What are we supposed to do? So I decided not to play it. But, um, you know, my daughter wanted, like, enjoyed the concept of, like, the multiplayer. So I looked at the Switch and I was like, are there any other multiplayer games? And it just so happened that there was another game that I, I don't know if it's the same publisher the same producer but um it's this, the the co- same concept of you know here's a couple of people if you have a couple of people you could do this task and there's a new game called moving out um oh, yeah the main premise of the game is you are a, 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 a moving company and so you have to go into this house and you have to move uh furniture so you know each individual furniture it's either one person can carry it easily um, one person uh, will struggle with it. Um, it might need two people. It might need three people. And you're just jumping, crashing through windows and everything. And my daughter loves it. And for some reason, I really like it too. Um, it's, 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 it's wacky, but the funny part is just like overcooked. At a certain point, I have to kind of stop because I'm like getting irritated. You know, like, um, there, like there's, there's one part where you're, you're carrying this, um, this couch uh, that's an l shape. And you have to try to like fit it through a door. But then my daughter, I have to try to tell my daughter, no, 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 no. You have to go this way. And then you have to angle it this way. And she's like, no, 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 no. And so um, because she's going one way, because I'm going the other way, um, it, it, it keeps on getting stuck. So, um, you know, we're progressing through it. But I have to tell you, every so often I have to stop and look, I, I got to do something else, baby. Uh, I, I got I to go to the bathroom or something just because of how frustrating it gets. When I'm I'm not getting the I'm not getting like the uh, the support and the effort that I'm expecting. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah, um, actually, I was able to check out that game uh, last time we hung out. Then, and I think you're right. Like, the, I think part of me, I, I will look it up. Uh, I, I do wonder if Overcooked and Moving Out are made by the same people who take joy in frustrating its players. Because I get I get it, dude. Like, it's it's I love that it's a party game, so you could play. In theory, you can play, you can be like a high level gamer. In theory, somebody like Carol, and you can play with an intro level gamer like you know our kids. Um, but you know, it's that meeting in the middle that you can still yell and communicate with them to to get a freaking task done. And it is it is an exercise in patience and love and doing your best not to like scream at your own child. Then I, I get you, man. Because there's some points. Um, actually, my wife and my son cannot play anymore. They've made it a rule because uh, they got a little heated 
because they couldn't get one pizza. They, they, we got to the, uh, I think it's a pizza level in Overcook, and they were just like, yeah, this is not going to work out because somebody's going to go go to sleep crying, and I'm not sure if it was going to be my son or my, my wife. So I'm like, Let's, uh, we're going to have to cut this off, guys. <laughs> I can play with my wife, and I can play with my son, but they cannot play together. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 a great combination but um yeah uh for me gaming wise actually i haven't had a lot, uh, i've been playing a lot of games i've actually been watching my son play video games um so uh, and i'm actually having a lot of fun just uh, watching getting on this whole uh twitch uh thing because to be perfectly honest this is my time to vent both uh twitter and facebook have become a little too weird and toxic for me lately so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to gaming and instagram where pictures are nice and videos are pretty so i i, I do love that outlet uh more power to the people doing that i gotta give you a lot of props h because it's really hard to like entertain people watching you while trying to play the game right, like people so think it's easy no it it's looks not easy. it's not right okay because i tried it for like a minute and i'm like i can't I can't talk and play at the same time. Yeah. It seems super frustrating. Or, or so, it's weird. I, I just want to talk about some really weird, not really weird, but like, um. so I've kind of been into this whole streaming, like uh, the whoa, streaming whoa, whoa, whoa. community for the past year or so. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Video game streaming. <laughs> oh, okay. Video gaming. Gaming community. So, um, but uh, one of the bigger, one of the biggest uh, Twitch streamer in the world, one of the uh, pretty much the biggest Twitch streamer in the world um, was banned from the uh, from the uh, site a month and a half ago, almost two months ago, and he was banned without any uh, warning, and no one has any idea why he was banned. So um, his the name of the guy is Doctor Disrespect. He is yeah, that dude with the mustache, right? Yeah, the guy with the mustache and the glasses and that yes. wig. Um, a ridiculous guy. It's a wig. Just kidding. It's a wig. But <laughs> se- the guy's almost seven feet tall. He's a he's an athlete. But he's also a gamer, so he and he's entertaining. So millions of people follow this guy. And when he was booted off of Twitch, everyone was like, "We can't wait till he comes back." And then, like last week, he started doing a cryptic message, just saying, "Oh, I'm back, or I'll be back soon. I'm dropping a music video on YouTube or whatever." And then he all of a sudden posted a tweet saying, "Check back here at 12 o'clock tomorrow," and it was a link to his YouTube channel. So he's no longer on Twitch. He's now the biggest streamer on YouTube. Concurrently, on his very first stream, he had over half a million people watching him. And he wasn't wow. play. He was not playing any games. Half a million people just wanted to see what he was up to. And then, <laughs> he, and then he started. And then he started playing uh, COD. And then he started playing other video games. So that was that. And then. Uh, remember there was another streaming platform called Mixer that they signed Ninja away from last that year? That was a huge get for, for Microsoft, yeah. But yeah. Last so summer, him, or... yeah, but him and another streamer named Stroud, two of the other biggest streamers on Twitch, and uh, they closed Mixer, so those guys had nowhere to go. And then just yesterday, both of them showed back up on Twitch. That Shroud had over 150,000 people watching him. Pretty much, and pe- so the thing with Twitch and YouTube is the people donate to watch you play video games, dude. There was a hundred fifty thousand people watching him. Like a third of those people donated five dollars each. The That's guy made half a million dollars in a day. Nuts, dude. And same thing with Doctor Disrespect. He made millions of dollars on his first day streaming on YouTube. Why so would just five bucks a person? Why? Okay. 
Why would they give five bucks though? Like, what was the? the, the see, the perks is is some of them have uh, subscriber only chats, so you can only talk to them. Like, you can only type to them if you're a subscriber, um, or you get like uh, emotes, and sometimes you get gifts through emails and stuff. That's literally it. Like, once in a while you get gifted drops and everything. So like some some people give you like like I said they, they give you gifts. But for the most part, like I don't pay for any of these subscriptions. Although technically we all get one free because we have Amazon Prime. But anybody who has like an account like that, people are paying minimum five dollars. Some people up to twenty dollars a month just to like say that they're a subscriber or they're a thing. It's craziness. I don't know how they do it. And don't forget that these guys, like Lewis said, you have to entertain. That's why Doctor Disrespect has a lot of people. Is because he's entertaining at hell frustrated he gets um and then at the same time be a decent gamer so people actually are rooting for you so yeah it's a weird Wait, world we live in i never knew doctor so disrespect is an athlete is he like bryce Har- harper or who is no, he no. under that dude <laughs> he, no he used to be uh he used to play division two ball or something he's dude the guy's like seven feet tall is he really okay i, I, did, I yeah. did not know that i did not know that like when you and, see him standing next to people it's like jesus christ <laughs> But I mean, that's how I got in trouble last time. There, right? Like standing. He accidentally, yeah, he accidentally live streamed while he went to take a piss. His <laughs> cameraman fell, followed him into the bathroom, and people were like, "Dude, you're live streaming." He's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> Gross. Bad, then, bad, bad play. And then they they do like the guy. I'm not trying to like give too much backstory on the guy, but he was accused of being racist towards Asian people, and he is again one of those guys that, you know, married to a Filipino, <laughs> so. Is he really? Okay. Yeah. So he's seven feet tall. His wife is a Filipina. So you can Five imagine feet. how tall she is. I, generously, probably. But I mean, uh, for the most part, the, the, the reason that you know everybody was so interested on his story was because of the fact that he got banned for no reason or no reason that was ever voiced. And all of a sudden, the hype for him coming back built so much that literally like, he almost crashed YouTube servers last week. So if you ever get a chance, like just watching his rage compilations are some of the funniest things on there. So, and so like, watching him. Is that what Twitch is? It's just people like laughing at what you're, or commenting on what, uh, of, of like your frustration of it because yeah, about what your stream is about and then talk about what Dr. Disrespect is then. Well, there's other players like you watch them because they're really good at the game. Like a lot of the guys I watch on Call of Duty is because they're so damn good that you're just like, how did he do that? What's the strategy? Like, you know, some of them give you like, they give you examples for weapons loadouts in Call of Duty. So you're like, oh, if that's what he's using and he's getting all these kills, maybe it's something I can use. And then you realize you're not a professional and it's like, you know, hilarious to watch you try, but that's kind of yeah. what it is. It's, it's like watching sports. Like, you know, if you're, you, like, say Lewis is playing a video game and we just happen to be in the room with him, we do comment about what he's doing in the game, but at the same time, we're supporting and be like, dude, yeah, I get that, I get it, get it, that kind of stuff, but virtually. So you're, you're literally just rooting for people or booing them as some of the uh, internet is wont to do to a lot of people because, you know, yeah. no one can ever get a positive uh, response towards everything. This whole thing is happening live? Yeah. And it happens 24 hours a day. 
Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, that's kind of why I watch. I don't watch Call of Duty feeds as much as you do, but like I watch Sonic Fox, uh, Filipino Champ. Um, they're like insanely good at, at 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 fighting games, yeah. which ironically, like you just said, watching me play, you guys know I suck at fucking. At, excuse, excuse me, at fighting games. <laughs> I got I got all flustered real quick, but I suck at fighting games. But watching these dudes play and like, you know, not to get all too deep dive, but like Sonic Fox is the freaking goat of all these Mortal Kombat. Um, you know, Injustice games, and he's won like every Evo in the last few years. And it's just amazing to watch his like reaction time and all his little nitpicks and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, like I, I, I see, I like your analogy of like watching sports because it's like I love watching basketball, but I'm not gonna be as good as these dudes, but we still watch it. So, like, same thing, like, I, wa- I love watching uh, YouTube feeds of, of how these do uh, Evo tournaments and. Um, almost in, in a weird effect, like I watch my son play Call of Duty A to make sure he's like not talking to any weirdos online. But B, yeah. like I appreciate that you know he's like many things. He's much better than I am at these things that I love or at, at these hobbies. So I, I like watching him getting wins, and I like watching him getting you know kills and whatnot on, on Fortnite or or Call of Duty. So I see, I see the I, I see the appeal. I'm not going to be that guy like boohooing this new uh, medium. I say embrace it. I'm glad Harold is. Uh, jumping both feet in, uh, both feet. Wow, both feet, both feet, uh, both feet into it, and like more power to you, dude. I, I hope you're, you're. We're gonna, we're gonna help your, your feet grow, and you know, get you get your those uh, Amazon subscriptions. Also, uh, uh, so if you, you do, if you don't forget, oh, also real quickly, one of our guests from before and a, a frequent contributor to us, uh, our friend Earl, is a Twitch streamer as well. So if you ever guys ever get a chance to, um, I. We'll put the, the, the link in uh, one of our posts. Uh, I just don't know it off the top of my head right now, but he he streams, I think, every other day, and he plays a bunch of different games. Don't forget that he was a character in a video game, so he has connections there. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, and he plays uh, games with our frequent co-host, our other co-host, Krisha, a lot. I think they do games on Fridays on his Twitch stream, so well, if you're interested in that, you can ask us as well. Um, it's called... Jackbox games, so it's like a kind of a board game. Yeah, it's like a party game with slash yeah, like a board game yeah. kind of thing. So uh, on any given night, like it's doing some kind of like yeah, board game card game kind of concept. Oh, cool. yeah, that's a good point, H. Yeah, well, we'll we'll post all of your feed, all of the, these uh th- these Twitch feeds on our, on our future pods and posts. So yeah, follow them. It's free. I mean, if you do have an Amazon. Uh, Prime subscription. You can gift one of our our great contributors yeah, a not subscription, <laughs> and or or you know just follow them and, and get notifications whenever they go live. So I mean, yeah. every little bit helps, and it's kind of cool. Okay, can you guys think of any other things that you guys have been doing this summer that we can, before we end our podcast today? Uh, I mean, we've been fishing, but I think that we've been talking about that every week uh, as often as we can. So, but as far as I I know, that's all I got, dude. Harold? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, just a lot of gaming. I uh, need to catch up on some games. And then, like you guys said, or I told you guys, uh, just catch up on the shows that uh, people have been recommending for me and uh, see how in tune I am with their recommendations. Okay. Well, um, Harold, definitely Transformers. Let us know um, how it is. And who knows, maybe that'll be our next episode for next week. Um, well, as, if there's okay. else... Uh, that's it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode. 
you know, as usual, you know, we love doing this. If you guys want to get a hold of us, um, you can get us and uh, get in touch with us through our social needs. Uh, social needs. <laughs> they said social needs. <laughs> I, I, I am going to use that for now. But, um, you know, I, as usual, I talk about the two fanboys, one, uh, one casual. Yeah, the two fanboys, one casual.podbean.com. That's where all of our old episodes are currently located. And of course, on Facebook, you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Uh, not to mention our pretty active and fun uh, Facebook group. Uh, look for us there. So pull up the, the group uh, button and then type in two fanboys and a filthy casual. It is a private group, but you know, add us. We'll gladly add you on there. It's a pretty active a group of fun nerds, geeks, and freaks uh, talking about news and all that good stuff and pop culture that comes up uh, on a daily. And then Facebook and I mean Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter, two fanboys, one casual, and as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcasts, you can find us there as well. And of course, you have the uh, Twitch thing again. My Twitch is twitch.tv slash dfcn04. Awesome. Well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Stay tuned for more next week. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Two fanboys and a filthy casual. Out. Peace. Get that check, Harold. <laughs> Cash that check. <laughs>